You are listening to Legion of Substitute Podcasters, episode 541, Booster Gold versus the Legion, Time Bridge, part one. And welcome to episode 541 of Legion of Substitute Podcasters. I am Paul French, and today I am um, returned from camp kid. Ah. Mainly because my kids returned from camp today. They uh, they were at, at a scout camp for the weekend and um, came home appropriately exhausted. <laughs> Yay. Yes. Yes, indeed. Don't need to sleep good tonight. Yeah, yeah. All the, they, they went down right away, so all good. Um, yeah, yeah, so they had camp, which meant that, like, we got, like, a week, uh, most of a weekend to ourselves, which was awesome. Woohoo! We were like, that's, we- that's it for this decade. Yeah, 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 right? <laughs> it's just great now that they're both of an age to, uh, to go to these camps. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we will make sure that they, like, it was funny because it's actually. It's a yearly event. Yeah, well, yeah. Ella's, uh, Ella's, uh, section, well, they have a couple more coming up, but, uh, Ella's section wasn't actually going to this camp. This is, this is one that's uh, about an hour and a half away. And, um, and, 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 uh, but we weren't aware of that at first. And then we found out sort of last minute. It's like, well, and, and Jen's like, look, we promised our kid she's going to camp. So guess what? <laughs> and uh and so uh now she wants to join the um the uh, uh the toronto based um cub troop and it's like yeah that's a long drive for your meetings so that's that's not gonna happen <laughs> there's, there's no guelph based well there is there is okay. and, and she's in that but they weren't going they wow. didn't go to this and also it's one of those things where she's the only girl and oh. um, so there's a, a lack of commonality because, of course, they're all like boys between the ages of of seven to nine. They're like uh, you know impulse and oh, God. <laughs> single synapse theory. Like, no, uh, please don't send me to camp. Please don't send me to camp. <laughs> well, the, the, that's the thing is that when they go to this one, because it's it's joining in with other uh, other troops from around uh, around the greater area, um, they get to meet a lot of new people. And um, and so that's that's lots of fun for them. So yeah, they came back just just beat. And, w- which uh, event was this? Uh, my, my kids went to Cub Camp. Oh, Cub yeah. Scouts. Yeah. Cubs, yeah. yeah, yeah, And so um, yeah, so it, she's she's hoping. So we're gonna look into it for next year to see if there's um, a, a a group in town because there are several sections in town. Uh, but we're just going to see if we can find one that is a bit more, you know, that, that the composition, um, f- you know, that, that she's not the only girl in the in the group. So that there's at least at least some commonality there because she's like, those boys, they're too rowdy. <laughs> <laughs> just wait. Just wait. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so over to you, sir. Hi, everybody. I am Darren Noel, and tonight I am gay Super Bowl boy because the Oscars are on That's right now. Right. Ah, yes. ah. This is this is when my people come out of the woodwork. <laughs> the uh, infamous awarding of an EGOT. Um, I don't think we have an EGOT coming no, up. No, right no now. EGOTs. No. But, you know, that's always a fun time in the community when an EGOT is on the, uh, the mark. <laughs> yeah, it's like, woo! 
you have special cocktails for that. Yeah, Marina yeah. Morena special. Yeah, yes, it's, it's tequila yes. and and sassiness. Basically. Nice, nice. So yeah, <laughs> that's basically what's going on over here. Over mm-hmm. to you, sir. Hey everybody, this is Travis Ellisor, and to this weekend I was dating around lad. Oh my! And you hustle. Not, not me. I am oh. still a one woman man at the moment. But Saturday <laughs> I was at the. Uh, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> Saturday I was at the park and uh, ran into an old friend, and we just got to talking about things. And uh, shout out to Lindsay, and she told me, "Hey, I've watched this show called Dating Around on Netflix, and you need to watch it." Now, I don't re- enjoy reality shows. I don't enjoy dating shows. And I was yeah. like, there's no way. <laughs> well, I was doing laundry, needed something to watch on, you know. But on the first episode of this, it's on Netflix exclusively. There's only six episodes. But it's about uh, each episode's 30 minutes, and it's a person going on five first dates. Oh, uh-huh. my God. That's, uh-huh. that's hell. So they just go to the, the same restaurant. Each one is just dealing with five different people. And there's no talking to the camera, anything like that. They yeah. just film them on the date. And at the end of it, if they choose to go on a second date with someone, it shows who they chose. Oh, that doesn't tell why or anything. But uh, I was captivated, and I watched all six episodes. <laughs> <laughs> you, you went from, from no way to all in. <laughs> yes, I, I could not stop. I, I can't was wait. it like the uh, the car wreck effect where you have to stare at it because it's there? Or... Yes, yeah. And some of them are really bad, and some of them are just interesting. They have one episode on a guy named uh, I think it's Leonard, and he's probably in his seventies. Wow. And that's not something I'm familiar with is dating in that age range, and yeah. that was interesting to me. The, probably the most interesting episode, but they give a nice little variety, and uh, I don't know. It's <laughs> Like I said, it wasn't for me, yet I still enjoyed it so much. So, yeah, nice. everybody watch it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, over to you, Michael. All right. Uh, this weekend, I was driver lad. Um, although I have a, uh, a full-time real job, um, I still have my, uh, my Uber license uh, from back when I was unemployed. And this weekend in Houston is the... Um, Basically, it's the biggest weekend of the year, bigger than um, New Year's, bigger than St. Patrick's Day, bigger than um, uh, Halloween in Houston. <laughs> it is the barbecue cook-off that precedes the Houston yes. Livestock Show and Rodeo. Uh, yes, of course it is. Yes, indeed. So it is, a, it is a huge event, and it is held on the grounds of NRG Stadium, where the, uh, the Houston Texans NFL team plays. And there are like 20,000, 30,000 people who go to this thing. And most of the, um, most of the people there are um, basically part of a corporate group. The company puts up money and they have a tent and they either cook barbecue themselves um, or they hire somebody to do it. And it's free food and free alcohol for those, people, for those people who are invited into that particular tent. Um, and, um, as we've had the discussion before, barbecue does not mean going and throwing some stuff on the grill. It's fish sticks, right? Yes. Oh, <laughs> exactly. That's it. Michael. And so, um, uh, and, uh, we have to explain this in Texas. Barbecue is not barbecue unless it's like beef. Correct. 
basically, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So in nice. Georgia and along the coast, you get more pork barbecue than you mm-hmm. do get beef barbecue. Yes. And in Texas, it's all beef all the time. Oh, and what yes. are you doing with that pig near the smoker? And I, yeah. No, we, we, no. we like we like pulled pork, but it's not a uh, um, or pork sausage. Stuff it's like just that. not it's a not... religious experience like the exactly. barbecue events that they have. And uh-huh. so, um, uh, you know, if you are um, an Uber rider, if you're familiar with uh, with how that works, the people are paying three, four, five times what the normal charge is because there's so much of a demand for drivers there. Totally. And so, uh, yeah, I made a few hundred bucks over the weekend. That was Very nice. nice. Yes. Very good. Very good. That's uh, over to you. Hey, uh, I am Jim Purcell, and today I am podcast doubleheader kid. No. <laughs> I, uh, me and this weekend, me and my uh, other podcast cohorts recorded in another episode of the Savage Fincast uh, last night. Good, tight two hour episode. Now I'm back doing another podcast. There you go. Look at you. I do. I do love podcasting. Hopefully, this one will be less than two hours. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I almost guarantee it. <laughs> That's it for me. All right. All right. Well, here we are. So, um, Legion news. Not much in the way of Legion news. That's true. Um, I didn't see anything anyway. Um, you mentioned, uh, Michael, that there had been the, uh, yeah, so there's, super pet um, reference in, uh, well, it's no, it's more than just a reference. It's a, uh, it's a full blown appearance of the Legion of super pets minus Prody or Prody two. <laughs> um, if you are reading the Scooby apocalypse comic, which I am not, uh, <laughs> issue 34, which just came out last week has a backup story um, that is part of a continuing backup story featuring Atom Ant, as in Up and Atom. Up Adam and Atom. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and man. He is, he is trying to join the Justice League. And so each of these backup stories has him going to a different Justice Leaguer and performing tasks that will hopefully get him admitted to the Justice League. And so uh, this particular episode was Superman, and, but instead of Superman, it was Adam Ant and the Super Pets, meaning Crypto, Streaky, Beppo, and Comet playing tag. And it was actually kind of enjoyable and cute if you take it for what it's worth and don't try and figure out like what earth the Hanna-Barbera characters are on. Oh, oh, yeah, because that way almost certainly lies madness. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, let's see. Over on Supergirl, uh, we saw Dreamer in costume and in action for the first time. Excellent. She did not give us a shout out and say that all of her dreams always come true, but Aww. I have no doubt that's in work. Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully it is. We'll watch I live. I, I live for the day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm way behind. Way, way behind on Supergirl. So I need to. Uh, I need to catch up on that. Because I, I, I bet I'm. Sorry, go ahead. So I bet I'm further behind. Oh yeah. I I bet I'm even more behind. I've never watched any episode. 
Then, All right, I'm a little better than that. Then you are, <laughs> then you are both correct. <laughs> I think three uh, episodes in, give or take. I'll, yeah. I'll have to go back and rewatch them anyway. Yeah, so. I watched as far as the um, the Agent Liberty episode, and um, and I and I kind of have I kind of pumped the brakes from there. Um, <laughs> uh, squeak, and, uh, squeak. Speaking of uh, speaking of pumping brakes, the ninth issue of uh, Doomsday Clock, which has the Legion flight ring on the cover, <laughs> is, is being delayed one more week. What? Still not out until the thirty first century. And, yes, and that's right. I have some news to add to that. General Francisco Franco <laughs> is still dead. dead. Yeah, you know, I, as I've said many times, I, I, you know, I knew that this book was supposed to help bring back the Legion. I just didn't realize <laughs> that they were going to wait until their actual century to do so. They, they, they've got to work on the DeLorean. It's, it's, <laughs> it's camp. It's camp right now. Well, oh, I guess the rights of the TARDIS, they can't go that route, so... Right? Like, just... It just, yeah. Um, Gary Frank has been posting, uh, like, full scans of completed pages from mm-hmm. number 11. So, I mean, I don't know how far ahead he is or what exactly is going on, how much he's having to go back and redraw. I mean, well, I don't know it, what's going right? on with that book. It, it seems like if he's publishing issues, uh, pages from issue 11, those, those cha- pages might be changed. Well, and the thing is, you know, they 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 announced this a long time before they solicited it, and yeah. and yet still, um, you know, and and in fact made such a big furry deal about how they were soliciting it or they were talking about it so early before solicitation because they wanted to have some time to get caught up so that it's like to get ahead so that it wouldn't get delayed. <laughs> And they needed another two years. It looks apparently, like. yeah, that didn't yes. quite work out. Yes, no. exactly. So, um, but you know, um, I mean, if it's a great book, at the end of the day, it'll all be collected, and everyone will go, "Oh man, what a great book!" Totally, totally. But, but right now, you're the dude who keeps saying the checks in the mail. Yes, yeah, exactly. I mean, look at look at um, uh, Watchmen. Nobody, nobody really talks about the. Uh, uh, how long the last couple of issues came out? Camelot yeah. three thousand. Yeah, nobody <laughs> remembers because it was a long time. Does ago. anybody talk about Camelot three thousand? Just us. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I us. think it, I think it would make an awesome movie. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, yeah it was a phenomenal. Read it. Oh, it's 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 Brian fantastic. Brian Boland is one of my favorites. I really should get to it. And and it's it's um yeah the it's you know we can get Peter Jackson on it, make it a trilogy. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> and they'll still get it out before uh, they'll still get it all all filmed and out <laughs> yeah. before um, uh, Doomsday Clock finishes. <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. Just to bring it back. Um, hey, in in other sort of comics related news, um, um, Black Panther seems to be having a night, so that's that's good. Mm. Yep, we'll see if it wins Best Picture. Exactly, be and. That would be that would be something. Uh, but um, what did win uh, best animated feature was uh, Into the Spider Verse. Nice, okay, Spidey was awesome. Validation, exactly. So um, hey, um, let's. Uh... Yeah, Panther won production design and best costumes so yes. far. Yes, so far. Right. It's early in the night still. Exactly. And Spidey won best animated movie, which is. 
uh, a big deal when you're talking about a category with Disney and Pixar in it. Mm. Yeah, yeah, totally. They yeah, they, they that's, generally that's have huge. a lock. Yeah, that's huge. And one of these days we will, uh, I expect to be reporting on the Oscars that the uh, Legion movie wins. There uh-huh. you have it. There you have it. I'm not holding my breath because it might not happen in my lifetime. Yes, yes, this is true. <laughs> which, which would kind of make it tough to do a podcast about. Well, now's if, the time when you I'm believe dead. in reincarnation. That's true, ah, yes. Yes. Yes, indeed. All right, so let's um, let's go back to the future here, <laughs> or 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 let's return to the past yeah. of roads, the future of the. We're going. We don't need roads. Hey, so and it was actually for... around that time. It was not far off. <laughs> I know, right? It was yeah. right there. Yeah. It's your kids, Marty. They're assholes. You <laughs> 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 get to the movie, and the kids are nowhere to be found. It's like, oh, we've changed the timeline again. Okay. Yeah, exactly. So what we're going to get into is um um really he was he, this is where the legion meets with Booster Gold and he was the first um post-crisis uh character basically. You know, he was sort of the first new character after after crisis. And and I'm trying to remember, I don't think we knew for the first issue or so where now, he was we, from. We... Yeah, we knew he was from the future. We knew he had a Legion flight ring, and it was specifically a Legion flight ring. Yeah. And we also knew we also knew that he had Brainiac 5's force field belt. Right. But okay. I was I just wasn't clear on whether or not I couldn't remember if we knew right away that he was from the future, but I guess we did. He um, he had skeets from the beginning, didn't he? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So he was from uh, the year twenty four sixty two. So he went back in time almost 500 years. Yeah. Or a little more than 500 years, almost. I don't know. Math is hard. Math yes. is difficult. Yes. Yes, exactly. And so this is this is actually kind of sort of his origin story mixed in with a legion. Yeah. Yeah, and, so the, the... Uh, So it 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 was a uh, two-part story. We're going to do uh, issue 8 tonight and nine next week yep this was on sale june 19th 1986 um which was the same day as superpowers volume three number one um that's the closest that we ever got to jack kirby drawing the legion that uh, was the one yeah that was the one with with tear ah uh, yeah who is for some reason a villain in that uh, in that <laughs> miniseries yes that's right mm-hmm. And uh, also, Who's Who in the DC Universe number 19 came out that day. Um, this was in between um, whatever, happened to the world, you, <laughs> whatever happened to the world, uh, to the Man of Tomorrow, um, parts one and two. Part two came out the week after this. Mm. And it was also um, published after Legion number 26, which was the Legion versus the Emerald Empress and her new Fatal Five and the death of Mentala. Okay, so, so the yeah. who is okay. Sensor Girl timeline, yeah. basically. Yeah, so that's where okay. we were chronologically in Legion history. So why is Brainy here? Because he was pretty wrapped up in that storyline. That's interesting. Uh, well, well it, was, it was after issue 26 was against the Fatal Five. Issue 27 was kind of a palate cleanser. Oh, the different paths? Yeah. One. 
Okay. So, so we'll assume it it's a, after that then. Yeah, yeah, it was a it was a decompression issue mm-hmm. um, before we started on the next story arc. Yep. Yeah. Sweet. Alrighty. So uh, so, so now we know where we are. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So let's uh, let's get into it. Alrighty, I've got this one right. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Let, actually, let's just quickly sort of back up. Uh, you know, we mentioned with Booster, um, you know, with with the things that he has. Um, he was, uh, also, he had some athletic ability that sort of factored into this, into the story as well. I don't know how much it factors into this part of it, but it, yeah, I guess it does a bit. Um, he, like we say, his suit includes, uh, uh, circuitry from a force field belt. It includes, um, a, a, a flight ring and, and basically the whole thing was, is he was created to be kind of the, you know, the, the eighties superhero, right? Like the, um, yeah, he's greed is good. Yes, exactly. He is and so he's incarnate. A, 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 a glory seeking showboat from the future, using knowledge of historical events and futuristic technology to stage high publicity heroics. Or um, is he? Exactly. Or is he? <laughs> well, at um, first he was. Yeah, so uh, of course he develops <laughs> over the course of this and uh, to, um, you know, you know, to. Uh, Every, every, you know, basically every story that's been written about him since has been him redeeming himself, and uh, <laughs> Pretty much. right, like <clears throat> you know, there's always this, the, there's always the whole well, redemption. Jail, I didn't really have much redemption. No, well, that's, that's true. <laughs> but if you, but it was um, for anyone involved, actually. <laughs> if you remember what uh, Alan Moore was doing in Swamp Thing around the same time, um, this does tie in. Uh, but Alan Moore took Swamp Thing, which was a character that had a previous history, and it was a huge retcon, but not the kind, we're going to erase all this and start over. It's everything you knew is still correct, but there's a lot more that you didn't know behind the scenes. Right, yeah. And yeah. that's what happened later on. You know, all this stuff with Booster happened, and then was it during Countdown? or It was 52. Uh, sorry, 52, that's right where he there was a whole big backstory around him that we had never known about at this point. And that's when he kind of turned into a time traveler, savior of the multiverse type thing. Savior of the universe. <laughs> do, 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 do. Uh, well, I mean, he's a football player. Yeah. Close yeah. enough for government work, kids. Indeed. He might as well be, well be DC's Flash Gordon in a way. I know, you know that's supposed to be Adam Strange. Hey, hey, but but you know what? That is so weird. You say that because uh, yesterday we we were out for lunch and we heard uh, and and we're, we're we're having lunch and all of a sudden I hear football fight from Uh-oh. the Flash Gordon soundtrack. Like of all the Queen deep cuts, I would expect to hear in a restaurant. Football fight is not one of them. No. <laughs> and you can hear Ming. You know, Cletus, what? What are you get? What are you feeding your men? Maybe you should execute their trainer. <laughs> so anyway, but I digress. Take take it away, Trav. Okay, and before I start, I just want to say that this Booster Gold series and the uh, one that came, I guess, fifteen years later, I enjoyed both immensely. I highly recommend them. Yeah, yeah, I'm the same. Alrighty, so we have a cover by Dan Jurgens and uh, I believe Mike DiCarlo. Uh, Booster slugging it out with three Legionnaires, Chameleon Boy, Ultra Boy, and Brainiac 5. 
The Legion of Superheroes is after Booster. Didn't anyone tell them he's the good guy? <laughs> Unfortunately, they told Ultra Boy and he forgot. <laughs> they told him. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, uh, Time Bridge, Chapter 1, writer, artist, and creator, Dan Jurgens, Mike DiCarlo, inker, Gene D'Angelo, colorist, August, Augustin Moss, mass, letterer, Alan Gold, editor. We have Ultra Boy, Brainiac 5, and Chameleon Boy. And Brainiac is saying, you summoned us here regarding an exciting new discovery, Cronarch. What exactly do you have to show us? And then we'll get a big double page. <clears throat> splash with panels all through and we have uh the chronarch or circadius circadius senius senius uh this <laughs> one yeah he's uh around a looks like a time bubble and it's been damaged and he says this large globular object was unearthed this morning by a construction crew in metropolis brainiac five Dr. Manning and I have determined it to be a time machine and one shrouded mystery at that. And Ultra Boy goes, duh. Um, <laughs> looks kind of old. <laughs> uh, I'd put you on mute, but I can't hear the rest of the episode. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Dr. Manning says, that Ultra Boy is the mystery you wish you three to solve. Uh, he says, according to the historical data in the mid-20th century, this machine belonged to a Rip Hunter, the so-called Time Master. After mm. his death, it became a government-protected pr secret until the 25th century when it was put on display in the Space Museum. In 2462, however, the Time Machine was stolen by a museum security guard named Michael Carter. Nobody's ever discovered where Carter went until now. Uh, if you don't know, Michael Carter is Booster Gold. Yep. Uh, Chameleon Boy says, this is all very intriguing, but why call in the Legion? And uh, Circadia says, because of what we found inside the sphere, C -c 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 Chameleon Boy, this. And he holds up what appears to be Brainiac 5's uh, force field belt. And Ultra Boy says, Brainy? <laughs> Unless I'm seeing Gee, Davey. Davey. <laughs> that looks like your belt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's going to be a night. <laughs> and then Brainiac says, it certainly appears to be Ultra Boy. And uh, Cam says, surely that is outside the realm of possibilities. How could Brainiac's belt be in a ship that was stolen over 500 years ago? And Brainiac says, hmm, obviously the time machine was taken into our future where, the, where this Carter somehow stole my belt from me. Afterwards, the thief returned to his own time. And... Uh, Dr. Manning says, indeed, indeed, I am skeptical, Chameleon Boy. I skipped Chameleon Boy's dialogue. That's <laughs> the time machine's chronometer reveals that it made only one journey from 2462 to 1985, where it was in, left inoperative for over a thousand years. In addition, Brainiac's belt was one of the objects stolen with the time machine in 2462. So somehow, Brainiac's belt has, has existed in the past. And Brainy just says, incredible. It seems, gentlemen, that we're entangled in quite a riddle here. And there's but one solution. Clearly, we must go back in time to the year 1985 <laughs> and find Hugh, this Michael Hugh Carter. <laughs> Bring it on. Okay. Uh, and then the, 
the next page we go to the past the outskirts of metropolis august 20th 1985 controls are frozen skeets i can't hold her up much longer that severe time storm we traveled through has depleted our batteries booster oh great brace yourself then we're going in hard and we see it looks like a just a slightly different time bubble and mm -hmm. it's crashing into the crashing into the ground Flump. Spring. And uh, we see Booster getting out, and he says, well, we made it in one piece, too, so unless the clock is off, this is 1985. Strange, though. I expected it to look a lot different, but it looks exactly like the world we left. And Skeet says, acknowledged. However, you may find it interesting to note that my sensors have detected minor differences in vegetation and air quality. Booster says, spare me the ecological survey, please. <laughs> the, time, the time sphere looks shot. No way we'll ever be able to go home in this baby. Not that there's anything left for me back there anyway. I better get this hunk of junk out of sight before someone spots it. I'll just don this wild power suit and slip this magic little flying ring on my finger. That flying ring appears to have an L on it. Mm-hmm. Dun-dun-dun. And uh, Booster picks up the entire time sphere and he says, I can easily lift this sucker and bury it. Wow, I feel strong enough to lift a hover bus now. I don't know how big a hover bus is, but I'm assuming it's large. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Skeet says, if hover buses existed here, you'd be able to, Booster. According to my calculations, the fiberware micro circuits and that suit's fabric should enable you to easily lift several tons. And uh, Booster says, Tariff, with all this power, those super baddies out there don't stand a chance. Of course, the same thing goes for the ladies, but for now, I think we should go see what Metropolis 1985 has to offer. Imagine taking a giant step from one world to another, a step of 500 years. Civilization has yet to be destroyed and eventually rebuilt by generations yet to be born. And a little asterisk there says the terrifying 21st century is chronicled every month in Hex. Don't miss it. Yeah. Oh, Hex. I sometimes forget about that. <laughs> um, and Booster says, amazing. It's all so different. We spent almost a month in the time stream studying this era, and yet it's still a wild sight. The look, the smells, the feel of cotton. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> None of it was truly captured in the history vid you showed me. Affirmative. This promises to be a fascinating experience. The opportunity to record these historical events firsthand is nothing less than awesome. How 80s. I hear music. Uh, Booster says, yeah, and we've got to make sure we live up to the responsibilities we'll have here. Skeet says, indeed. Once you assume the role of a superhero, you must keep that thought foremost in your mind, even while pursuing your riches. And uh, we get some people startled that Booster is flying in out of nowhere. We get a What the Blue Blazes. <laughs> what the Blue Beetle? Yeah. We even have a lady who apparently turns her grocery bag upside down from when she sees him. <laughs> a flying dude. That's it. He's going to yeah. down. In Metropolis? What? <laughs> yeah. And then we got a guy who doesn't notice him at all because he's reading the newspaper. Um... And let's see, yeah, the, the guy in the newspaper, they have a lot of thought bubbles for him, just reading about the same old stuff, thinking nothing new ever happens around here, nothing. And the whole time we got Booster and Skeets right behind him. 
Uh, Booster says, you're turning into an obnoxious nanny, Skeets. Maybe I should have left you in the Space Museum after all. Um, Skeet says, Booster, I, but he gets interrupted by the old lady. Young man, how dare you, flying around like some out-of-control buzz bomb. Why, you could startle a body half to death. Booster says, ah, fair lady, please accept my apologies and allow me the pleasure of retrieving your groceries and flying you to your home. And we have a man talking to Skeets, wondering if he's made by IBM. <laughs> the lady is indeed charmed by Booster and says that he can fly her home. <clears throat> Let's go to the next page and let me sip a drink before my throat goes dry. <laughs> I, I, I'm wondering if Skeets is uh, good here, actually. Uh, you, oh, you mean good or evil? Yeah, good or evil, yeah. Uh, he's a good uh, guy for now. Yeah, we're going to assume good. We'll assume he's, good? Yeah, we'll assume. I like assuming it makes a something out of somebody. It's true, it does. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we cut to a short time later after assisting the later to her apartment. The team of tomorrow finally gets a chance to explore Metropolis. For Booster and Skeets, the onslaught of sounds and images is spellbinding. They find that this era differs from theirs in many ways, some not so obvious. They go to an ice cream vendor, and he says, no, you can't pay for ice cream with a credit card, you moron. Ain't you got no cash? That wouldn't be a problem nowadays. Nope, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> I bought Girl Scout cookies with a credit card this weekend. Mm. Got ambushed outside the store, and I'm like, I don't have any cash. They said, no problem. Come we got that covered, Mr. Excuse Man. Well, so I bought uh, two boxes. <laughs> it's unfortunate that's not the Nine Worlds ice cream truck. Yes. Oh, <laughs> uh, Martian flavors out of, out the, of this world. world. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, anyway, Booster says, cash, I'm not acquainted with that term, but can I barter this attractive plastic card for your ice cream, sir? And he, uh, the ice cream man calls him a screwball and tells him to get out of there. <laughs> For Booster and Skeets, the world is a museum exhibit come to life. So engrossed are they by its quaintness and simplicity, they forget that they are the real oddities here. And we have a, a taxi driver saying, what's the matter you? You colorblind or what? And uh, he's honking at him because they just walked right out in front of him. Skeets says he's right, Booster, we have a red light against us. And Booster says, what's the big deal about that, Skeets? <clears throat> then we got a guy saying, say, Slim, there were some nasty-looking threads, man. Booster says, not at all. This outfit is very comfortable, uh, man. This typical man-out-of-time jokes here. Later. <laughs> Let me interrupt huh? for just a second. Uh, Black Panther's just one original score. Okay, oh, nice. Um, later, after an afternoon of intense sightseeing, uh, they show up at a hotel, and Booster says, hey, we need a place to get our gear together, Skeets. Maybe that credit card we took from the Space Museum will work better here. And Skeets says, I fully expect this establishment to be much more cooperative than the ice cream vendor. <coughs> and uh, the doorman thinks that Booster must be one of those Miami Vice fashion types. <laughs> And we point out, I should point out, he's not wearing his normal costume here. It's more of a some type of futuristic-looking blue suit. Um, he'll get in his regular costume later. Yeah, yeah. He accentuates the thighs. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the desk clerk says, "Welcome to the Hotel Barclay. How may I help you?" And he, Booster says, "He needs a room. He does not have a reservation." 
And he says, but certainly you can squeeze me in, beautiful. And she says, we do have something. Can I see your credit card? He hands it over. And she says, that's strange. The expiration date is 1998. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is uh, quite a ways off. Not normal. And he says that excuse for that is he has great credit. So she gives him a room, 822. <clears throat> but he forgets the card. Uh, Skeets, I guess, offers to get it, and she wants to know what on earth he is. And he explains he's a BX9 security bot, of course. Mm. Booster gets to his room. Um, and he says he hopes he doesn't get nailed for using that card. Skeet says, we should be safe for now, but we will have to reimburse the authentic Jesus Alvarez when we have the funds. Which, I I don't know if he would actually be billed for that if they took it from the future. I'm not sure how the time travel very confusing. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think um, for for those who are thinking, well, how would the card have worked? Um, In those days... You, yeah, uh, it's just a little manual machine. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, it didn't like get it. Chunk. Yeah, it did not get uh, phoned in. It got uh, no one would find out until it got to the uh, to the bank well, a month later. Yeah, yeah. so yeah, my I assumption can... is going to be like this card doesn't exist yet, and so um, uh, you know for at least another twelve years uh, or another ten years, say. Um, so yeah, that's. Uh... <laughs> It's an interesting thing, but it's funny. It's one of those things, you know, it's like when you look at stuff and, and say, oh, um, you know, if, if they had a cell phone, this would be all so, so simple, right? Uh, yeah. As you see in a, lot of, in a lot of movies. And it's, and it's funny uh, with this, it's like, ah, yes, but the credit, you know, the credit card would have worked because all they would have done is taken a carbon copy of it and, uh, <laughs> and away we go. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah, and honestly, if they were in this time, probably skeets could hack everything and they'd have no problem anyway. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Anywho, uh, they're in the room, they're talking. Uh, Booster knows there's going to be an assassination attempt against the president and the vice president. And Skeet says, unfortunately, though, due to the void in time, we have little knowledge of the actual circumstances. Booster says, true, but we do know the assassin is the shape changer, and that's a big start. Just imagine a new crusading superhero swoops in and saves the press just as the assassin makes his move. Naturally, the media will record the whole bit, and overnight America has a brilliant new idol. Then all we do is sit back and watch the big bugs pile up. And um, Skeet's corrected him, says, that's Bucks Booster. And I must admit that I have some reservations about this. <laughs> <clears throat> Booster says, hey, Skeets, think positive. I brought you here to help me. Don't force me to deactivate you. Skeet says, oh, no, that would be an extreme. You shall have my total cooperation, Booster. Booster says, Triff, now let's get started. Meanwhile, in an underground complex deep below Centennial Park, we have a mysterious-looking guy in a mask and cape, and he says, all preparations have been made, chiller. Once you perform your historical mission tomorrow, the 1,000 will reign supreme. But remember, if you should fail, there is no corner on Earth where you can hide from my vengeance. Uh, and then we have the chiller saying, Cool your jets, director. I'm the best hitman money can buy. Your pigeons are tough marks, but I'll take them out easy. The director says, Your confidence is impressive, chiller, but this is certainly the riskiest operation you've ever attempted. Chiller replies, give me a break, man. I know the plan inside and out. 
the chiller is kind of an albino looking guy who looks pretty rough in the face yeah uh wearing yeah. an interesting looking red armor showing off lots of well i guess it's not really skin i gotta but... say these guys are a bit proto 90s yeah 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 um isn't the chiller like a marvel villain or am i misremembering something uh, there might there might have been one yeah like I a spider or something yeah probably yeah. <clears throat> and uh, the director says, perhaps, but a refresher never hurts. Tomorrow, you will abduct the president and vice president from the Metro Bridge dedication. Once in a secluded area, you are to assassinate both men, leaving only Bush's body to be found. And I'm assuming Bush was the vice president in. Yes. Yeah, this yeah. was 80s. 1985, yes. Yeah. yeah. Why, why does he have to abduct them, then assassinate them? We'll get to that. For story reasons. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember. I've read this be, in a long be, time. Because plot. Because of the plot. Yes. <laughs> By the way, just uh, to interrupt a little bit, the, the 1000 uh, appeared earlier in the Booster Gold series as a criminal organization related to the 100, which yeah. we had seen uh, earlier um, in the Superman books. Yeah. Uh, in Suicide Slum, Rose and Thorn. Uh, Black Lightning yeah. and things like that. Tobias Whale was a member of the 100, and so the 1000 was supposedly the uh, the upgrade the next iteration. Yeah, there that that's extreme 100. Yeah. <laughs> Again, proto 90s. <laughs> yeah. And they still appear occasionally today. Like I think they were in a DC story last year. Yeah. Was there a, was there a comic called 100? Yeah, the 100s um, on the Black Lightning TV show. Yeah. There's 100 bullets. No, it might be that. I'm hmm. not sure what I'm thinking of. I don't know. Anywho, uh, there's a TV show, I think, called The 100. That's it. That's yeah. what I'm mixing up. Yeah. yeah. Okay, back to the chiller. He says, yeah, yeah, then I use my shape-changing ability and become Reagan himself while you guys pretend to hold me hostage. Okay, that's why. If I had read one more panel, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, let, you let your boy Senator Ballard engineer a fake rescue deal that frees me, and he becomes a hero. Later, I appoint Ballard VP, and after the congressmen fall all over themselves rushing to approve the big hero, I resign. That leaves Ballard as president. The director says, "Excellent, Chiller. Your fee has been deposited in a Swiss bank account as requested." Does this qualify as exposition, lad? Yes. Yes. Explaining the plot when they could show the plot is two entirely different things. <laughs> yes. It is a visual media, for, after all. Uh, then one of the 1,000 says, hey, wait a minute, sir. And the chiller says, your boy has a problem, boss man. Um, and the, the, I guess the thug, I don't know. We can't pay gruesome here until the job's done. What if he fails? Chiller says, I never fail, boy. Like this little demonstration will prove. So when you meet the devil face to face, and he puts his hand on the uh, member of the, the one thousand, <laughs> puts it on his face, and we get a tss, and he goes, mm -hmm. and uh, the director says, "Chiller, your assets have no place here." Chiller says, "Tell him the chiller sent you." Ha ha ha! So wrong. And uh, the director says, "You shouldn't have done that. He was a good man." Chiller says, he was a chump. 
You better hire yourself some better help, boss man. I don't like giving away my services free. He talks like a gangster from the 40s. Yeah, see? Yeah. He talks like a, <clears throat> that video in Home Alone. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, Angels with Dirty Faces. Uh, the director says that, or thinks, that maniac, it is beneath me to have to deal with the likes of him, but power does have its price. Even though Black Lightning destroyed the 100 a few years ago, I have rebuilt the remnants of the organization into a new high-tech criminal juggernaut, the 1000. No longer are we a mere collection of hoods obsessed with petty crime, drug pushing, and murder. Our power now equals that of any or criminal organization on Earth. Now, just note uh, uh, the director's costume. You, you know, as you as you mentioned, Jim, the uh, the fact that it, it is kind of proto nineties. It it does kind of end up, um, I think, being an inspiration for and and this was another um, Jurgen's creation is uh, uh, the Hank Hall uh, extant uh, that features in. Um, oh yeah. Like the costume, oh, yeah. the costume's very similar in. Uh, well, ac- actually, in Zero Hour. Ah. Because it was uh, it was after Armageddon that he uh, um, went from he being monarch the to being thing, extant. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. <laughs> There's a timeline that needs to be corrected. Oh wait, we'll get to that. <laughs> <laughs> we will. Uh, the director goes on thinking, and once I, Senator Henry Ballard, dun dun dun, and President <laughs> of the United States, I will have no equal. Anyway, let's cut back to the reason we're doing this issue. The Legion! Yay! Now, they have appeared in a... Looks like a similar area to where Booster crashed at the beginning of the uh, issue. Chameleon Boy says, This is it, Legionnaires. Computers indicate we're in sync with the time flow again. Brainy says, August 20th, 1985, to be precise, Chameleon Boy, allowing for the minor invariables in time travel... Our rival should approximate Michael Carter's. And Cam says, no matter how many times I visit ancient Metropolis, I'm always amazed. <laughs> I love that ancient Metropolis. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Brainy says, yes, it's a very different Metropolis from the one we know. This is a far cry from our single giant city consuming the eastern seaboard. And, uh... Ultra Boy says, too bad Cosmic Boy isn't here. He's the group history expert. And Cam says, true, but he's already in the 20th century on vacation. Which they're both in the 20th century. You think they look each other up? Yeah, I think he's yeah. in 1986, where they're in 1985. Oh, well, oh, yeah. Dang. Time is not a place, unless it is. Yeah. <laughs> well, but they are in different times. Um, Cosmic Boy doesn't get there until like a, a year later. 20th century time so he's not even there yet right because he gets there he gets there during legends yeah yeah right 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 oh they have time machines i don't want to hear excuses (laughs) (laughs) anyway uh cam changes into a creature that looks kind of like a bullfrog up top and he's got hairy legs i don't know what he is supposed to be and uh, he says, I've got the time bubble safely hidden. He's putting some branches and bushes around it. And uh, Ultra Boy says, sometimes your shape-changing powers are really unnerving, Cam. I, wait, there's the time machine recently buried below. Carter must have gotten here today. Next By the page. way, you can tell, you can tell um, Rip Hunter's time sphere uh, is different than the Legion time bubble. The bubble is clear. 
the time yeah. sphere is not um and it also has those uh rings around the top and the bottom <coughs> yeah yeah next page we have the legionnaires um changing their shapes and appearances so they can blend in in the 80s the cast of dallas has <laughs> arrived Ah, shot JR. <laughs> Praney says, apparently so. Now all we can do is use our distorters to disguise ourselves and begin our search in Metropolis. Cam says, all natives of my home planet Durla have that ability, Ultra Boy, so 120th century <laughs> businessman coming up. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ultra Boy says, Cam's got it easy, though. He can turn anything he wants. He said that first. I skipped around. Uh, he says, don't forget the antennae there, friend. I and... get why Cam says it, though. It's like the distorter could take his job, so he's got to keep her mind. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> and uh, Cam gets him a nice head of hair there. He says, better. And Ultra Boy says, much. And Ultra Boy's wearing a cowboy hat. Urban cowboy, baby. Yeah. Um... Anyway, they take off and it says, "Welcome Metro- We have a big sign that says, "Welcome to Welcome to Metropolis, Mr. President." It's got a half a drawing of Reagan's face. <laughs> and they say, "We must find some way to locate our quarry. If only we had some clue as to why he selected this particular date. We, we, what's wrong, Brainy? I hate to even consider it, but Carter may have a very good reason for picking this date. Look, the president will be appear here tomorrow." Is it merely a coincidence that a disparate criminal has selected this very time and site for his invasion? And uh, Cam says, no, you can't mean to suggest. Brainy says, can we dare ignore the possibility, gentlemen, that Michael Carter may try to assassinate the president tomorrow? Cam says, by no means. We've got to find him. Fast. Wouldn't, and, they, uh, wouldn't, wouldn't they have known from their historical records whether the president was assassinated or not? You would think. But We're not historians. Remember, remember, there's a lot of stuff that got That's lost right. in time. Yeah, and not to mention the fact that that hey, for all we know, in their timeline, he did get assassinated, and um, that's true. You know, and they and they correct this, but but that that said, I mean, time travel had gotten had gotten a pretty heavy overhaul at this stage, and there were a lot of rules, all of which were very quickly ignored. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> For the Superman office. That's right. Well, no, they 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 made them, yeah, because they made them, and it, yeah, it was the Superman office that basically, yeah, said, yeah, no, we're not gonna, yeah, we're not playing that. that game because yeah. they, they could do that. We need time travel. Sorry, you need it. You just need time travel. <laughs> yeah. Every time time travel rules are made for any comic, they're ignored very quickly. Yeah. Anyway, uh, let's cut back over and we're just checking in on the chiller. Uh, we have looks like a Secret Service agent and he's checking in on the radio. And the chiller comes up behind him and stabs him in the back. And chiller says, it's all so easy. I only got to mold my face, shape it, will my skin to change color, and get my hair to match his. Then a shot of this freezing compound and Zimmer is going to make it to Checkpoint Charlie after all. And he changed his face i guess the costume's going to change later i don't know because otherwise he just looks like the secret service agent with a crazy costume on. yeah yeah um hide those shoulder pads under the uniform <laughs> yeah like joan crawford would 
anyway, let's cut back to Booster. He's still in his hotel room, but uh, he's been working on his outfit, and he has made it into his regular costume that we all know and love. Booster says, good thing we worked through the night, Skeets, or we wouldn't have my uniform done. Skeets says, affirmative. Unfortunately, we did all the preliminary work while still... Fortunately, not unfortunately, we did all the preliminary work while still in the time stream, Booster. And Booster says, yeah, I'm just glad you're here for technical guidance. I wouldn't have the knowledge to wire this up myself. Skeets is hoping that all the equipment will work properly. And Booster says, rerouting the power suits, fiber circuitry, and sections of that force field belt into the uniform was tricky stuff. And that's why you don't see the belt actually being worn. He takes the circuitry and works it into his costume. Right. Skeet says, the hookup success probability is acceptable, however. Booster says, yeah, and with the wristbands for the primary power and control source, I'll be able to monitor the levels of energy supplied by these little power rods. We're getting real technical here, I guess. Yeah, uh, you know what this is missing, don't you? An 80s montage? Uh, maybe <laughs> some Bon Jovi behind it or something? Maybe a theme song. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I'd be more of the... Limited by the medium, but still, it's crying out for it. It really is. I'd really like, you know, you're the best around. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. That is a deep cut, sir. I mean, <laughs> anyway, uh, Skeet says, by comparison, creating the delicate cybernetic circuitry in your hood and visor was easy. And uh, Booster gets his nice little sunglasses. Says, enough backslapping. Time for a field test. Get ready, world. And he steps out the window. Big splash page. Because the mighty Booster is here at last. And he flies off over Metropolis. <coughs> Skeet says... Wait a minute. What? That's the Chrysler building. <laughs> Who's to say in D.C. the Chrysler building's not Metropolis? Okay. <laughs> there could be two Chrysler buildings that look exactly the same, not more than 100 miles from each other. It'd be fine. <laughs> this is true. Uh, Skeets wants Booster to try out some of his powers. So we get a montage. Yet again, we need some songs playing here. Yeah, yeah. He exactly. had a montage. Montage. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so we get a Booster doing his blasters from his wrists. They work great. He says he can set them to stun or strong enough to blow through two feet of solid concrete. I think you mean set them to stunning. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> then Skeet shoots at Booster to test out the force field. It's working fine. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> wow. Speaking speaking of eighties rock. That's the stuff. R Rami Malik just won Best Actor for Bohemian Rhapsody. Hey, cool. Oh, there we go. All right, there's your montage music. All right, carry All right. on. We're good, we're good. We don't Booster, the Rye or the Kaiser. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Nice, Booster nice. says, the wristbands control the energy supply for the whole uniform, but they also have communicators and allow me to monitor all frequencies. The goggles have infrared capabilities and enlargement lenses like binoculars do. The super strength circuitry still works, and by reversing polarity on the force field, I can absorb an object's mass into the field and eject it 
either in its original form or melted to a base weight. I'd say we're all set, Skeets. That's an interesting use of force-filled belt that I'm not really sure would work that way, but then again, I don't have a force-filled, so I don't know. Future technology. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, we've never seen Brainy do any of that. Clearly <laughs> um, not smart enough. Yeah, Booster smarter than Brainy. You heard it here first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Booster says, now it's on to fame, fortune, and glory. So we cut away to the Metro Bridge. And Brainy says, the president's starting his speech, Ultra Boy. Stay alert. I don't think Ultra Boy knows where he's at. He does staying alert. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we got the president, Reagan. He says, my fellow Americans... Ultra Boy says, Brainy, there's so many people here. How are we ever going to stop Michael Carter? And Brainy says, we have photographs of him, and your penetra vision can see through any mask or costume he might try to hide behind. If that should fail, we can always rely on Chameleon Boy. <clears throat> he says, I'll keep my eyes open, Brainy, but what if he doesn't show up? What if he's after something different altogether? Brainy says, that's a possibility, but he and the president showing up here, that can't be a coincidence. <clears throat> The president is making a speech, and we cut to a Secret Service agent who looks familiar because he is dead, and this is actually the chiller. No! <laughs> the chiller's thinking, enjoy your last speech while you can, big shot. And uh, then the president is distracted by, what is this, up in the air? It's a bird, it's a plane, it's Booster Gold. <laughs> and he says this is it Skeets our big moment let's fly down and introduce ourselves and Skeets says that may be somewhat hasty Booster uh, the Secret Service is quite alert to Booster coming in they think he's a threat and they grab Reagan says we're getting you and the Vice President out of here now and the chiller his plans are obviously being thrown into dis disarray and uh, he says, if this is some sort of diversion, the 1000 cooked up. And no, we see Chameleon Boy, and he's changing shape. And he says, this is it. That airborne attacker must be Carter. I won't need this disguise any longer. And Reagan saw that. And he <laughs> says, by golly, George, did you see that? <laughs> well, mother. <laughs> <laughs> Booster says, Skeets, on the platform, the shape changer. It's an orange skin alien. That's right. We have two shape changers here. Mm -hmm. and uh, Chameleon Boy flies up to Booster and he says turn back Carter I won't let you pass Booster <laughs> says I don't know how you got on earth alien but I'm sending you back it's and, Gandalf all of a sudden Yeah, <laughs> you shall not pass and uh, he just calls him an alien he doesn't know he's a Durlin apparently and yeah. in the 25th century you know what a Durlin is but eh, maybe not Yeah. Um, Skeet says I recommend evasive action Booster and here comes Ultra Boy, and uh, he hits Booster with a blast of the Flash Vision. And he says he won't have time, Robot. A well-placed burst of Flash Vision <laughs> will see to that. And we get a zack. Booster, Booster thinks, that hurt. I better increase power on my Force <laughs> Shield. These guys are obviously super-powered, so I'm going to turn up the juice. Try this out, Red. And he blasts Ultra Boy. And Cam says, he's a strong one, Ultra Boy. Joe says, not enough to, not strong enough to bother me. I guess he switched to invulnerability. Yeah. Brainy says, move in, surround him. And we cut back and we see the uh, president's being evacuated into his limo. 
one of the agents says, Reagan and Bush are in the car and ready to go. And that, of course, is the chiller. Mm. And another guy says, good, Zimmer, you drive. Take Route Q and get them out of here. Stagecoach is loaded. Clear the area. Move it, move it. Cut back to Booster. He's still blasting, and now it's saying Zeep. <laughs> he says, the president's limo is moving out. Skeets, follow him and make sure he's safe. Skeets takes off. And he's uh, Boucher is blasting Brainy and Ultra Boy at the same time. He says, I'll deal with these bozos myself. Ultra Boy says, if this is the best you can do, you're in big trouble, Carter. Chameleon Boy thinks Brainiac and Ultra Boy are stalling him while the president escapes. That will give me time to slip behind him. And indeed he does. He says, assume the form of a Pectarian Seth dragon. Whatever that is. <laughs> well, you're about to see it, so now you'll know what it is. Yeah. Apparently these dragons are uh, big and red and have a tail and can curl around you, and they have a head just like Chameleon Boy. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> it's perfect, isn't it? Interesting. And Booster's wondering how they know his name. And he gets captured by a chameleon boy who says he's getting this case all wrapped up. And now all of a sudden, Booster knows he's a Durlin. And uh, says he forgot about him. Ultra Boy says, good job. Cam says, this one was easy, Ultra Boy. Joe says, yeah, I didn't even work up a sweat. <laughs> and Brainy says, case solved, team. The president is safe and we have our man, so we may as well head back to the 30th century. And we see a short distance away. Reagan and I guess that's supposed to be Bush in the back with him. Yep. Yeah. Sting, sting, sting. Although they would hardly ever get in the same car. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, it's I ridiculous. So. <laughs> Reagan says, Your boys did a marvelous job back there, Zimmer. Congratulations. And uh the chiller says, Thank you, Mr. President. I think it's safe to say that the situation is well in hand and will soon be concluded. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> if you think this is a mess, just wait until you see what happens next month in Booster Gold number nine. There don't dare go. miss it. Don't. Please don't. Don't dare miss it. Yeah, there you go. So we'll get to that one next week and uh um, where in, in which um uh Jurgen's uh uh H.W. Bush um, uh, uh, reference is much stronger. <laughs> uh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. So there, there you go. Uh, Booster Gold, uh, getting a little bit of the secret of, um, well, of what was going on in that time period too. Um, True. You know, there was that idea of the, you know, they had hacks where they, where they had said, basically, it kind of moved the great disaster up a little bit. Yes, and um, and so that would of course <laughs> disappear uh, not long after. So you know, um, <laughs> the, the, the best not to get too uh, wrapped up in them. <laughs> That's true too. Yeah. So um, anyway, so yeah, I, I, I gotta say, I mean, I thought uh, I, I'll, I'll echo what, uh, what what Travis said earlier. I mean, the 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 series was great. And um, I thought Jurgens and DiCarlo were a great art team. It just, it, it, you know, it's a really slick book, and uh, and so I always enjoyed that. And I quite enjoyed the uh, the later series as well, where we would uh, see that there was even more of a connection between Rip Hunter and uh, and Booster Gold. Well, how do you like um, Mike DiCarlo's inks over uh, Jurgens compared to DiCarlo's inks over 
uh, Greg LaRoque. I think they're very – speaking of which, happy birthday to Greg LaRoque. Um, Yay, happy birthday, Greg. Um, you, you know, I, I, I thought that he was a good match for um, um, – for for the rock and I've I've said that before I wasn't as crazy uh with him over um um Perez in in uh in New Teen Titans but I think a lot of that had more to do with the time he had to to uh to do the book than anything else um because I think those were kind of quick quick fix qu- you know quick um uh covers kind of thing um, but I thought he, I thought he was great over Laroque. In fact, that the the first page where he where you where, where it's just uh, the Legionnaires, um, very much the the pose and everything was very reminiscent of uh, of, of stuff Laroque would do in um, in Legion. Um, I think that there's there's a I, like again. I, I I think I think he was a good match for, him, and I also liked him over over Giffen on there. I think there's something here where there's. I don't know how to um, articulate it, but but there seems to be a sort of a roundness to to some things, like a a, a sort of a, a further level of detail. That um, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I I just like the technology looks slicker and that sort of thing, and um, um. and that's not that's not to criti- criticize what he was doing on the other book. It, it it's just. Um, on on this one, there's just a, there's a different feel to it, and I think that's just the match between he and uh, and and Jergens, and um, but I I always thought he was a, a really great match for Jergens. Um, I, I kind of preferred uh, Jergens De Carlo to Jergens Breeding, which uh, to a lot of people is uh, is is anathema. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but uh, but I always I always thought that there was a, a just a, a bit more detail uh, to what they were doing, and, uh, and I, so I've always quite enjoyed that. Very cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I guess we'll until next week to get the stunning conclusion. Yep, I got some uh, this week in Legion history news. Let, or let's hear news, it. Oh, please, yes. Uh, calendar. So uh, going back into the olden days. 55 years ago, uh, this covers this week and last week, which we didn't get because of uh, Superboy Chronicles. Uh, so February 27, 1964, saw the publication of Adventure Comics 319. Uh, that's the one where the Legion is unsuccessful at stopping criminals on the planet Thrun, but the subs finally and publicly saved the day. Uh, also more popularly known is the first appearance of the Planetary Chance Machine. Mm. Oh, uh, that's yes. how they pick, that's how they pick the different uh, legionnaires to go on on the different missions there uh same day was jimmy olsen number 76 elastic lad jimmy and his legion romances <laughs> 50 years ago 1969 adventure 379 the legionnaires having been fatally poisoned helped the Sirons, uh but ultra boy uses a miracle machine to make them all better uh, 45 years ago, and, and so only five years in between the end of the adventure run and Superboy 202 in 1974, that was the 100-page giant that has the two news stories, um, Colossal Boy and Shrinking Violet Lost in Space and Devilfish. Oh, yes. Uh, so that was 45 years ago this week. 40 years ago, 1979, Superboy and Legion 251. Part two of Omega. Mm. 
uh, 30 years ago, 1989, was Legion number 59, uh, Invisible Kid 2 finds himself in the Hall of Heroes, uh, where there were statues, and since nobody had to take a journey... Oh, uh, let's, let's enough, do that now, yeah. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then he listened, he listened to an untold story of Lionel Lord, and this is right before the Magic Wars. Uh, 20 years ago, 1999, was uh, Reboot Legion number 114, where they meet the uh, Bizarro Legion. Mm. 15 years ago was uh, The Legion number 30, the last part of Foundations. Superboy and the Legion defeat Darkseid, restoring the timelines. 10 years ago, it was uh, Mon-El had taken over the Superman's book, and this was uh, Mon-El versus Parasite and Bizarro in 2009. <laughs> Uh, 940 years from now, happy birthday, <laughs> Ultra Boy, who will be born February 21st, 2959. Nice. Uh, he'll, be, he'll be born one appendage at a time. <laughs> and uh, nine, 970 years from now, in 2970, or sorry, 2989, uh, in, the, um, uh, in the five-year gap, uh, Mech Rands begins his rehabilitation on Labyrinth. Ah. Oh, yeah. And that is this week in past and what's going to have been in the future. Outstanding. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, that's great. Well, uh, if there's nothing else, we can uh, wrap this up and uh, um, in time to see. Uh, best director and best picture. Well, in time to see Black Panther win best picture. Oh, let's like hope so. Spike Lee won Best Director, so I guess yep. Best Picture's up next. There you go. There you go. So, and Spike Lee so deserves it. He deserved it. For so it. deserves it. So yeah. Welcome to Oscar. And cast. by the way, go see <laughs> Captain Marvel when it comes out. Yeah. 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 Looks great. All of the Captain Marvels. Oh, sorry. All of the Captains Marvel um, Captain. as they come, <laughs> as they come out. <laughs> There are going to be two Captain Marvel movies this year. I'm watching both of them. I suggest you do the same. Indeed. Indeed. I will. Outstanding. All right. Comments, as always, are welcome to Legion of Substitute Podcasters at gmail.com. You can join in the conversation on our Facebook page, which can be found at facebook.legionofsubstitutepodcasters.com. We are on the Twitter. We are LOSP Podcast. And in addition to all those things, you can head over to our website, legionofsubstitutepodcasters.com, where you can leave a comment on this or any episode. And with that, we make our way back into the time bubble. And hey, this one looks a little bit different. Stupid Rip Hunter. All right, and we will see you all next week. Booster Gold is Kaiser, so say. <laughs>